Hey there, I'm Alyssa Batt, the host of Priorities on Purpose, a podcast for overwhelmed direct sellers who want to grow their income, audience, and influence without sacrificing their mental health and main priorities. Whether you're just starting a new adventure or you're 15 years in and have already climbed the ranks, I want to help you have the life and the business of your dreams. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Or maybe you thought you had it and something changed. Whether you have your entire dream mapped out or have completely given up on all the possibilities, I'm here to remind you that God is bigger than the little box we put him in. This side gig is part of his plan. It's not your sole purpose, but it absolutely has purpose. As a Christian life and business coach, I'm here to help you get out of your head and live with intention so you can enjoy what matters most without the guilt. More time to do what you love, more peace, more impact, more money, and opportunities to give to those you want to help. I promise to be your hype girl, business bestie, and biggest cheerleader as I share proven and simple strategies that will be sure to help you live a fulfilled life with a strong, sustainable business. Are you ready to stop chasing all the shiny things and get laser focused? Put your earbuds in while you're cooking dinner or folding that laundry and let's get to it, friend. This is one time when multitasking is actually going to be beneficial. Hey, friends. Super excited to bring you a special guest today who I absolutely love, adore. She is amazing and you're going to love her. Today, we are going to be talking with Wendy Thomas. I'm going to let her share a little bit of her story. And then we are going to be kind of digging into her business and how she got from where she was to where she is now, because she's in a totally different place now. And also, we're going to kind of talk about a little bit of her numbers. I know this is going to be super encouraging for you. And the biggest thing I want you to take away from this is whether you're in direct sales or not, this is still applicable to you and can help you. It's about taking baby steps, staying laser focused and continuing on the path instead of getting completely derailed, sidetracked, especially when things go wrong. Let's just talk about today. Okay, so I I was a little late getting on here because I forgot my old school headphones. I have the Bluetooth ones, but guess what? I can't figure out how to get them to work. And so I was like, uh, uh, like that's one little thing that normally I would let hold me back because I would be like, oh my gosh, like I have no business doing this. I don't know what I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. I was trying to make it like a little fancier, couldn't figure that out. And finally, I'm like, you know what? We're going to do it. I also have part of my hearing aid stuck in my ear and I'm going to need some tweezers to hopefully get it out. If not, I'm going to have to go, you know, to an audiologist hearing aid place and see if they can pull it out. So that's stuck in my ear. Again, I could panic over that, but I'm not. I'm also not at home. I'm in a hotel room. My kids are right back there. Like all the things that normally would have set me back and I would have been like, I just can't do it. I figured it out to continue moving forward and do the best that I can do. And so when we talk with Wendy, I think you're just going to be super encouraged. And so, oh, and if you're new here, I'm Melissa Batten, a Christian life and business coach. This week is 12 weeks to success training. And so we are going to be talking about how you can have a significant change in your life and business over the next 12 weeks. So that's kind of what's going on this week. And Wendy's going to talk more about it. And I would love for you to 
listen to us talk and put yourself in her shoes to see like how following these steps could help you because it's not just about sharing her story. It's about, you know, featuring her, but also giving you hope and recognizing you can do it too. Okay. Without further ado, here we go. Let's bring on Wendy. Hey, Wendy. Hey. So first, just to get us started, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about who you are today. Okay. Hi, guys. My name is Wendy Thomas. I am a mama encourager, advocate, and coach. I have a coaching business where I coach mamas who are raising a child with a diagnosis. I have such a passion for these children and have worked with so many of them that I watched a lot of mamas kind of hear that news and receive that diagnosis and the looks on that, like I can still see the looks on their face when they hear those words. And I like to say that my job truly came home with me about five years ago. I became a stay-at-home mom when I had, um, after my fourth child, I had them close enough together that one of them was in school and three of them were still home. Um, so my job outside of the house wasn't paying much more than the babysitter. So I became a stay-at-home mom. And then my youngest received a medical diagnosis when he was about four months old. So that's why I say my job truly came home with me. So I have navigated that mama raising a child with a diagnosis firsthand and secondhand. So I definitely want to help mamas through that because it is, it's a journey. So tell me more about the journey of where you were when we first started. Like, okay, so for those who don't know, I was a top leader in 31 when he was on my team. That's how we connected originally. He was on my team and we didn't really have like, we didn't really talk a whole lot because Wendy was what people would have considered like a hobbyist. She was barely staying active, right? Yep. And so, but that's how we connected. And so, you know, I reach out to her every once in a while. Hey, how you doing? You know, probably gave her 50,000 ideas to help her get sales. That kind of thing, especially when I was more just like, I wasn't necessarily helping my team have a sustainable business. I was just helping them get sales because that helped them and it helped me, but it didn't help them for the future. And so until I finally had this aha moment was like, what am I doing? That's a little nugget for some leaders who might be watching because when we are focusing on the transactional sales, we are not setting them up for full success. They're just chasing sales and they're always going to be chasing sales until they can get to a point where it's like, okay, I need to figure out a way so my sales aren't one and done. They continue, right? And all that to be said, I quit 31 and I don't know at what point, well, before I quit 31, you were working with me at that point. And I think you probably came to the Stuck to Unstoppable workshop that I did, which does anyone want me to do another one of those? Because I haven't done it in probably two years. And I know that was like a super impactful workshop for a lot of you, the Stuck to Unstoppable. Anyone go to that? Anyone remember it? Um, let me know. So anyways, you, I think you came to that. And that's where like light bulbs went off and you started seeing like all this change. So talk to me about like who you were before we started working together and some of the the big aha nugget that 
has helped you get to where you are? All right. Well, wh- when you say uh, about like how we first interacted in our first, you know, couple conversations, I guess, like before coaching and all that stuff, like when I still had a hobby, I will never forget there was a day that it may have been days because I didn't necessarily, I may not have responded right away, but you sent me a message that was basically like, what are your goals? How many parties do you want to have? And I was like, I don't know, I'd like to have a party a month. And you messaged me back, why? And I said, well, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I just like to get out of the house. And you messaged me back, why? And I don't remember what I said to that one. And you messaged me back, why? Like, to the point that I finally turned my phone on silent. I was like, I don't know. I can't answer these questions for this lady. I don't know why she's bothering me. Like, I was just like, I was in that place where I was like, I just want this to be good enough. Like, I just want to have a party. And that's all I want to tell you, you know? So clearly we've moved a long ways since then. When I first started working with you, I think some of the big things that I remember is I, I know I have said, maybe even in here, that I had to do life with you before I could do business with you. There was just a lot of stuff still in my head and still in my heart that I had to work through before I could move on in a business. So we did that. And there are a couple things, in case those oh, okay. are not familiar. Yeah, well, I think one of the big ones was I had been in and out of, thankfully, a terrible relationship. And but I still just had a lot of those trauma fears and thoughts, just stuff that I needed to talk about, you know, like it was all in my head and it wasn't going anywhere, which was not good for me. I just needed to get it out. I needed to let go of that. I needed to put it in my past and let it stay there. So that was a big one. I know that was the big one. She was hiding. She did not even use her name on Facebook. Yes. My Facebook name or whatever was just initials because because of that relationship, I did not want people to find me. I felt like people were going to come find me or like stalk me or like, I, you know, like crazy traumatic thoughts that come with crazy relationships, right? So yeah, I didn't put myself out there at all, you know, let alone do something like this. You wanted to be invisible? Kind I of. Yep, I did. I was very happy with like my parents, my siblings, and my husband knowing me. And that was good enough. I was working out of the house. So like that kind of filled that role a little bit. But I was at, like, I, I would have been very happy staying in bed. Um, it was definitely something that was beating me up from inside out. And I don't think I really knew how much until I started talking about it. Mm-hmm. So. When we talk about it, the enemy can no longer use it against us. It's like bringing what was in the darkness into light. And that's something that I think so many of us, like we have these deep, dark thoughts or, or these things that we tell ourselves. And some of us don't even recognize we're, we're doing it. But once we say it out loud, it no longer can hold us hostage. And I know I've had some of my own thoughts. I've shared this. Like, with what I'm doing now, I thought, like, and this is ridiculous. I'm ashamed to even say it, but this is where I was in my head. Like, oh, I can't do what I really want to do until I lose about 50 pounds. What does that have to do with anything? 
nothing. In my head, like that was so true that I was like, I just can't do it. But once I said it out loud, I realized how ridiculous it sounded and was like, okay. So then it no longer had that hold on me. So I don't know if anyone is watching this, but if you have something that's had a hold on you, I want you to share it. So it's no longer like it's just a baby step which is what we're going to be talking about, I'm sure, in this live, because, you know, one baby step at a time is how you continue to move forward. So, so what was next? We got your life stuff. Yeah, I think fast forward, like we definitely started talking about more business. I mean, obviously life continues. So we have both. We still have to go through that every week. You know, we're just kind of brushed up on it. It's not as much. Well, I don't know. Some weeks it's not as much drama as it used to be. But then we really started talking about business and basically the decision and like the choice to make this a business and not just a hobby and realizing that, you know, my husband, it was his dream for me to be able to stay home and raise our children too. But 31 was like wrapped in that bargain. Like I still needed a little bit of income and that was part of my deal with him. You know, like I can stay home, but like I've got this so I can still have some income, still keep it going. And I was not upholding my end of the bargain. We were what, a couple of years in, you know, then home a couple of years. It was still just a hobby. There was times that I was active because I kept myself there or I was like, mom, or like my, you know, my go-to people, which weren't a lot at that time. Like they'd place an order or stuff. So, um, yeah, I think it was, but it was definitely a choice to make it a business and not look back. And treat it like a business. Yes. Yes. So tell me maybe like one or two of the things. I mean, I know. um, So if you don't mention these, it's okay because I'm going to mention them. But I want to hear from you, like maybe a couple of the pivotal things that you did to start making it a business. I think starting a mega party was definitely something that changed my whole outlook on it. And honestly, like as weird as this is, right? Like, I don't know how other people feel, but like the pandemic changed my complete party, like changed that for me in an amazing way. I have not done a home party in over two years now, like since 2020. I love it. It's working for me. I can still like, I'm not leaving the house like I wanted to all those years ago when I told you to like, leave me alone. I just want to leave my house. But I am interacting with way more people than if I was to leave the house. So I think having that mindset and changing to that was huge. Also, just knowing that I had a team and I had support. When you were my leader, you had given me or you gave me through the success lounge. I don't remember when it was, but I had a party script. And you basically said, like, cut, paste, do whatever you want. This was mine. And now make it yours. Knowing that I didn't have to start from scratch was huge because the idea of like, okay, I need to post so many times a day about all these things and like talk about everything that I would talk about if I was face to face with these people. Putting that all in Facebook posts and having graphics to go with it, that was very overwhelming to me. Um, So having that baseline script really helped. I think that a couple of things that kind of come to my mind is you committed to staying the course. Mm-hmm. And I think for you, that may seem like so like, that's not even worth mentioning. I know that a lot of people, you get caught up in chasing the shiny things or 
like, oh, well, I'm going to do this this month. And there's so much noise. It's like, here's an idea and here's an idea. And you're trying all the things. The one thing that I, when I look at your journey, that I am so happy and just proud of you for doing is staying the course. You have been so consistent in doing the thing. You haven't let it, you know, when you first started the mega party, I'm not like, I don't remember what your numbers were when you first started, but like you weren't even really having parties regularly, right? And so to commit to the mega party and continue and not derail, you haven't went to this kind of party and this kind of party and this kind of party. You shut down your VIP group because you realized that it wasn't serving you and it wasn't doing like there was it was a waste of time just because everyone else was doing it didn't mean you needed to do it. You weren't getting sales there anyway. And so like all of those like you just committed to staying on the course and instead of changing everything or, you know, this script didn't work. So then you're going to go to this script because I mean, technically you have access on the internet to all kinds of scripts and stuff if you wanted them. But you stuck with one and you've tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it until like it is what it is today. And it's completely different than what it was before, but it's yours. Mm -hmm. And I think in that there's, it's about being consistent, doing the work and Knowing what, like you, you know, one of the things that you and I work on a lot is evaluating. Like, okay, how did it go? What went well? What could you do better? And so, and in that, we're building the system. And so, the systems that we have in place that you didn't have any systems when we started. None. You may have been to the point, like, what is a system? Yeah. Like go out. Can we start a like systems negative one hundred and one? Because I have no idea what you're even talking about. Yeah. So some of the systems systems that we really, you know, one at a time. So many times it's like I need a system. So you try to do an overhaul and do all these systems at one time. And while yes, when we're in our superhero superwoman mode, we might be able to do that. It's not like life is going to come at you and then you're going to drop all those systems because you haven't built the consistent habits to keep it up. It's going to get overwhelming. And so we have really like baby stepped our way into creating these systems and, you know, your hostess coaching, your, you know, this last month, we really focused on doing kind of an analysis of your hostesses and the parties early. So you know if they're going to be good or not by like day three, right? Yep. Open the door for dad. Actually, he probably has the key. So all of that to be said, like, let's get into the numbers because you have numbers and numbers are everything, but numbers tell a story. Right. And I remember at the end of 2021, you really encouraged me to like stop, reflect, like look at what you did this year because that was a big year too. So a lot of things had happened and just to take that time and reflect on it, it was it was very eye-opening and it was like, it was rewarding, which I know we had just kind of talked about in here about somebody was like, I don't like rewarding myself. It feels weird. Yes, I know. It does, but it's a good thing too. Like it felt good. I know one of the things in 2021 that I wrote down was like, my husband said, I'm proud of you. That 
felt so good like to hear him say that just to because I had I knew I had done a lot but for him to recognize how far I'd come and how much I'd I changed into like this better version of myself, you know? So like that was huge at the end of that year. So fast forward to the end of 2022. And I was like, I need to do this again. I need to, you know, continue to celebrate it and see how far I've come. Because in five years, like I'm already a different person than I was five years ago. So I'm just excited about what it's going to be. You know, as we continue to move forward, it's going to continue to change. So as far as my numbers though, at the end of 2022, I wrote down that my lowest month for my direct sales business actually was December of 2022. My sales were $335. It was an awful month. It was it like I had been sick. The kids had been sick. Holidays, like all the things, right? But the parties still happened. Like everything proceeded forward. The sales just weren't as great. Ironically, the month before that in November of 2022 was my best month ever. So that was over, uh, it was 27.48. So that in itself was gigantic because like Melissa said, there was a time when I was barely active. So I was struggling to get $200 in sales. And then just in November, I was over 2000. So that was very encouraging. I had seven out of 12 months over $1,000 in sales. And two of those months were over $2,000. I started my business page probably in 2021, I would think. Anyway, just during the year of 2022, my Facebook page, my likes had gone from 121 to 154. And my followers went up from 131 to 178. But I think one of the hugest ones that was kind of jaw-dropping was when we talked about and my emails. Starting an email list, if you know Melissa, you know that's probably on your to-do list. If you don't have one yet, that was on my to-do list and um, it got done and it's, you know, continuing to grow. But in two years, my email list, like through my direct sales company, my back office email list went up by over 200 people in two years. Um, and then on top of that, I have created my own email list for like my business. So when I link them together, my emails go to over 300 people. So let's talk about this for a minute because my guess is before we started working together, you were doing more transactional sales, not focusing on the party. So you may not have even received an email address to put in there under the customers, right? And you were probably... It was the same people buying all the time. So that is that many more people, that many more heartbeat. You know, like when we talk about numbers for like email list or likes, followers or whatever, I think so many times we're like, oh, it's only went up by 20. That's people. That's human beings who you are now impacting. And yes, money is a great thing, but impacting others will always trump the monetary thing, I think, because God will provide when we are being obedient and you've been obedient. I think I kind of just butchered that a little bit, but I think you guys all know what I'm saying, right? So you have an email list. You're paying attention to the email list. You're partying with all new email. people. Huh? I said I'm sending email. You're sending emails. You're 
getting in front of new people. You're sharing your message where you know God is wanting you to go. You're being, being obedient. You are not in the hustle mode. You know, I think it's really important to say that like, you have hit that number and you still have maintained peace and been with your family and like that's without chasing any sales Mm -hmm. right yep that is key that's not spending 24 hours seven days a week working your business and that right there is so important okay so let's talk about some of the breakthrough challenge business goals i know like when we've done the breakthrough challenge there has been several different you know some of them are life and some of them are business. You know, once it was like, I just need to get my taxes done. Remodeling your kitchen. And then there's been some business goals like creating an email list, doing the opt-in, like having opt-ins so that you can start sharing that and getting, you know, people on your email list and all of that. So talk to me a little bit about that part of it, what some of your goals were and how we have continued moving forward. Is this your third round or fourth that you'll be starting soon? I think it's the fourth. I think we're starting the fourth. Yeah, we just wrapped up the third. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about that. So I don't remember exactly what the first one was, but it was, I think it was pretty much the goals that we set like last last year at our intensive weekend. And yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I know it was. I feel like it was to create an option. Wasn't it? Wasn't that the first one? Yeah, I think that was, if not the main goal, but that was definitely part of it. I think a lot of it was just like build... I know systems in your 31 business, yeah, like really kind of just getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. And then this time around that we just finished up or are finishing up is it was um, a lot of social media stuff, like Facebook page and having a plan for that, like knowing what you are going to post at a time. Talk about peace, guys. It's <laughs> like life changing. Okay. Like, I did not wake up and like, it was like, I had two things that I said, they haunted me all day long. It was what's for dinner and what am I going to post today? Like I thought about them all day. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm going to make dinner. And then at eight o'clock, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I still didn't post anything. What am I going to talk about today? So just having that plan in place of like, I'm going to do encouragement today. I'm going to talk about coaching today. I'm going to talk about 31 on this day. I'm going to tell you something funny on this day. I'm going to educate you on something this, like just... Oh my gosh, life changing, seriously. So having that plan in place, creating a link tree and getting a domain and like linking all the stuff. You do not know me. Tech is not my forte. I probably know Melissa has that you sell yourself short. You could probably figure it out, but I get nervous in the whole figuring it out and I'd rather somebody just tell me how to do it. So we spent quite a few coaching calls with screen share and you walking me through how to do it. But it's done now, and it's one of those things where now I can tweak and continue to add to and move forward. Flowdesk was one of those, too. So we set up Flowdesk, and it started as just sending an email. And then like as we progressed through the 12 weeks, it was like, okay, I've got to send one a month, and then moved on to doing two a month. So that's baby steps. So we got this like, I needed, you know, your superhero like mindset comes into play where it's like, I'm going to send one one a week, once a week, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. Baby steps, right? And so 
started with one. Now you've added a second. Yeah. And like I said, like December was a crazy month when I was sick. Like it just kind of like wipes me down. I, I told you, like I slept. I was so sick that I laid on my couch. Like I think I laid down at seven o'clock at night and woke up at seven o'clock the next morning. That is not me. I stay up until my kids are asleep. Like I, so whatever it was wiped me out. But even in December through all of that, like I still sent two emails. Like one of them was Merry Christmas, but uh, that counts. <laughs> and it, it got done. So I think this is really important to talk about because, and I'm going to kind of move on to a little bit of what we talked about on yesterday's coaching calls, because this was just like, boom, so many people, like they are flying by the seat of their pants and doing all the things, winging it. And Friday, your parties, was your party starting on Friday or they started on Thursday? Uh, They start technically on Friday. Okay. So she she knows when she's partying every single month as part of what I teach. And so she does it the same, like all of her parties all together one once a month. And so it was that week. Friday was a really crappy day. And normally, like if you were to have that crappy of a day, we would have shut everything down and been like, yeah, I can't. Like you can't process it. There's not enough energy and there's not enough like, you just can't do it, right? But because you have been, like, you didn't have to really, like, that muscle worked without you having to think about it and make it happen because it's what you've been doing over and over and over and over. So you didn't have to completely just be, like, wipe it down and call your hostesses and be like, I can't do this right now. You were able to continue moving forward. No one even had to know that, you know, the crap hit the fan that day. So can you talk a little bit about that and how that chain was able to happen, I guess? I don't know. Just give me some thoughts on that. Yeah, well, I I think one of my posts was some days you run the day and some days the day runs you. And let me tell you, Friday was one of those days. Like I would have had a day by 7 a.m. And my parties were supposed to start at noon. Like some of the pre-stuff had already happened, but I kind of was like still processing everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, what about this? And of course I went into like planner mode. Like that's how I am. Like, okay, so, all right. So Friday morning, my husband had a beer. So we are suddenly down to one vehicle. All the plans need to change because I can't run the errands while he's at work. Like all the things of, we just went from two cars to one. We're going through my brain. Schedules had to change. He needed to come home early so that I could do that. Like just all the things. And... I really don't even remember sitting down at my computer. I was like, man, my, my parties have to start. So after we moved, like got the chaos out of the way for about an hour, I just sat down and I honestly do not even remember doing it. I scheduled all my posts for Friday afternoon into the evening and even the first couple for Saturday morning because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to want to think about this again tomorrow morning. So I just scheduled everything and was able to let it happen. Keep going. Yeah. I was able, like, I just kind of did it and then walked away from it because I knew that it was done. And I also have learned that just because somebody comments right away, like, I don't have to reply to that comment right away. So I just let them sit there. I got back to everybody on Saturday when I had a little more brain capacity and we're rolling. Like, the parties are still going on. And one of my insiders may actually be in this group. So she'll be like, you didn't tell me any of that because I don't have to. Like, it's okay. We all have our things. If we were all like 
oh my gosh, it's a day. Like that would, that's all we would say, right? Because everybody has their moments. So it just is automatic now. Like it just happens. I did my hostess coaching, you know, and sometimes I just add on like, oh, my life, because that's what it is. We just roll with it and uh, keep going. I actually, I had said to somebody that I think all moms are, should be considered professional hurdlers because that's what we do. We just hurdle the one thing and we keep running, take our two steps and hurdle the next and take two steps and hurdle the next thing. And that was, that was absolutely my Friday. Yeah. So we're going to have to wrap up soon because he's right here. (laughs) But I want to hear from you. Like, what would you tell people who have not participated in the breakthrough challenge? What would you tell them? And what about the people who've done it once and are like, I can do it on my own? What would you say to those people? Well, if you haven't done it at all, I would say you you have to give it a chance. Like you have to try it because you can do anything once and it will make you want to come back to do it again and again and again. There have been years in life where I've said like, oh, maybe this or I'd love to do this, but it never happened. And when you have 12 weeks and you have accountability, that I know that's like huge for me. I don't like to let people down. I don't like to tell people I didn't do what I told you I was going to do. So that is like motivation for me. My check-in time with you is at 1.30 on Mondays and there's some 12.30 Monday afternoons and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to do five things. Like, because I don't like to let people down. So if you like appreciate that accountability and it motivates you, like this is definitely for you because it allows you to cross something off every week. So if you're a checker, like cross it off the list, like it's awesome. And it keeps you moving forward. Like there's something new every week. So it's not, it doesn't have to be maintenance. I know we talked about that for this time. Like there are some times where it's going to be like, okay, I need to establish this and I need to make it a habit. So we're going to work on close to the thing that like, it's not going to be gradual. It's just going to be do it again. Now do it again. Now do it again for those 12 weeks. But there's so much growth in your goals that require growth too. What about for those people who have done it? What's like, and then think they can go on and do it on their own. Because I think that's what we do. We're like, okay, someone helps me get started. Now I'm going to go. And I mean, my goal is for you to actually be able to do that. But I think that a lot of times we have this false sense of security and then we fall on our face and we lose all of that like traction. It takes um, someone with a lot of willpower to even continue moving forward on their own. But I know for me, unless I have a very strong vision of where I'm going, well, one, it would it will still speed up the process. You're going to get way further with help than not because I see the red flags and I'm like, oh, what about this? Like your parties, you know, in December, that was one of the things I was like, OK, well, you had this many parties and you had this many sales like that's red flags for me. So I can call those out. You wouldn't necessarily you're like, what what's wrong? Like, you know, and I. And said, we're now like doing the party analysis to be like, okay, by day three of the party, you should know how it's going to land. A really good idea. And so we created those questions to help you. So anyways, what would you say to that person who's done it once on their own and now thinks like they can they can do it on their own? Well, like you said, you would definitely have to have some super, super woman motivation. So I 
completed three rounds now. And I know I can't do it on my own yet. So it's been almost a year, I guess. But even this round, like I, I had three separate goals. And one of my goals was the things that always get pushed to the back burner. Like just things that I'm just like, ugh, add it to the list, you know? Well, my 12-week goal was some of those things on that list. And when things started falling off, like when I got sick and the holiday, like all those things, I, I tried to account for that stuff when I was setting my goal. I accounted for the holidays and when the kids would be home from school, but I didn't leave myself a sick week in there. So I noticed from there to the end that things that always got pushed to the back burner got pushed back again. It didn't get there because... Well, many things. It was not a priority. It, well, I didn't make it a priority enough to want to get it done. I didn't choose to do it. And I didn't have, I think, uh, not necessarily between you and me, but like our, my accountability like kind of fell down. I wasn't being accountable to myself. I wasn't checking in with the other people that I had checked in with before. And you and I were focusing on the business stuff because that's rolling and doing great. And I was very focused on another stream of income. So that was our focus. So I think if you think you can do it on your own, I don't know, I wish you lots of luck, but you're definitely better off with having people supporting you and encouraging you and checking on you. Yeah. So you did one-on-one coaching and then you took a little bit of a break from the one-on-one coaching. You can absolutely do like it with just platinum. Um, or gold gets you the information in group coaching. Wendy had gold, probably gold, and um, the success lab. So she was getting the group coaching, but she wasn't getting the weekly check-ins from me, probably, when she wasn't doing the one-on-one coaching with me and the weekly calls. So what did you see when you took that pause from one-on-one coaching, which, you know, we all have to do that sometimes, it's, it's a sacrifice we have to make. What was that like on your own versus being able to come back and like work with me again? Well, it was definitely like being accountable to myself. And that isn't always easy because I don't want to tell you no, but I can tell myself no. And I can make excuses for myself like a mile long. You know, it's like, oh, if I didn't get to it because this or this kid needed something or this happened. Like I can excuse it out of my own head, but I wouldn't do that for somebody else. So I think that was huge. And I know like still still being part of something, like I still had the success rounds and still had people that were doing the 12-week year uh, checking in on me and I was chatting with some of them. So I, I was still moving forward, but it was, it was definitely like me finding people to be accountable to and holding myself accountable, which is just way harder. Would you say it was slower growth? Oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, because I like, I can do the things, but I didn't necessarily, like, you are very good at like, those four steps don't line up. Like you're doing A, B, J, Z. Like, and you know, I was like, oh, well, that's what I thought would work. And you're like, no, Wendy, you need A, B, C, and D. Like I, I sometimes miss those little steps in there. You've already done it. So you know those steps. So it's, it's more focused. I think it's definitely more lasered down and smaller bite by baby steps when I had you in there to guide me. Yeah. Well, I love working with you. I will give like a big call out before we go that if you, well, first of all, if you want to do a 31 party with you, with her, she's going to be super fun. 
and it's not going to be your average 31 party. But also, if you know a mama who could use some encouragement, Wendy has now um, really taken those steps to have her coaching business, to partner with women and moms who are are really trying to navigate that alone and need someone to come beside them and, and help them in that journey. So we will put in the show notes all the information on how they can get a hold of you. I will tell you her prices are lower than I would have wanted them for her, but it's like an introductory offer. So those who work with her now are going to get a way better deal. And so what are some of the diagnoses? Like, because I think so many times it's like, oh, are you talking about cancer diagnosis? Like, what are some of those diagnoses that you would say, like, this is applicable, like all that? Oh, so many of them. I know I I think regardless of what the diagnosis is, there's always questions with it. And a lot of those questions overlap. Like as a mom, you're like, what's wrong? What do I do? How do I help? How do I make my child functional and successful? So whether you're talking about ADHD, attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, I don't know if everybody knows the abbreviations. If you have it, you know the abbreviations. But anything from that, like diabetes, diabetes. Um, even food allergies, like any oh, diagnosis, because really like that comes with a lot of questions and I can't answer the specifics, but I can definitely point you in some directions and give you the encouragement just to know that you're not alone. Your questions are not just yours. Like every mom asks those questions. And I think, you know, we're moms. We all want the best for our kids. So Absolutely. yeah, food allergies, like anything. Okay. Awesome. I love chatting with you. Thank you so much, Wendy. And we'll put all the information in the replay so they can connect with you. Hey, friend, that's it for this episode. If you found value, I would love it if you could take a couple of seconds and leave me a quick review. While it may seem super simple, it is so beneficial and gives me the opportunity to help more women. Also, take a screenshot and share it on social media with your biggest aha today. Don't forget to tag me at Melissa Bad Official so we can connect. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friend, keep walking it out one baby step at a time because God's got you.